Welcome to Scented Stories. I'm Nikki Shale, and this is a podcast series created by Thames Festival Trust in partnership with Valence House Museum and the National Lottery Heritage Fund. We're going to journey into a unique part of London's history via our sense of smell, uncovering stories of what it felt like and smelt like to work and live along Barking's River Roading and Barking Creek. Historically, Barking's been a place where London sent the smelly stuff it didn't want, sending it downwind and downriver, from rotten fish to factory fumes, sewage to smoke. We'll explore layers of smells and stories across this podcast series. If you're eating your lunch or dinner whilst listening to this episode, you may want to pause and come back later, because today we're asking the question, what did they do with London's poo? Yes, we're talking about sewage. Now, sewage is a subject that those who lived near Barking at a certain time may not have been able to avoid as much as they would have liked to, due to the location of the sewage system Beckton and the Northern Outfall, which we'll find out a little bit more about later. So we're going to start now listening to some of the older women we chatted to at Thamesview Library during their coffee morning, and we'll also hear about Bovril Boats, what monster soup is, and some local children's reactions to the story of sewage. Oh, yeah. Or if the wind was in the wrong direction, yeah. But I tell you what, the best tomatoes ever grew on the side of the Northern Outfalls. (laughs) Ever. I don't think anyone ever picked them. (laughs) Oh, it's true, it's true. Because the seeds, once the tomato seeds, you can't digest them, so you excrete them and they go down the Northern Outfalls and then they grow. (laughs) It's true. I'm not the only one who knows that, I'm sure. So you poop them out. <laughs> and outside the creek, you had, um, which I'm sure you've looked into this and know this, you had what they call the Northern Outfall, which was where you might call them bovril boats, we called them marmalade boats, bovril boats. And they would load there. And then you had the Southern Outfall, which was opposite Fords at Belvedere. So you'd have the ships, they was all named after areas. One, I remember one, the Bexley, the Hounslow. And they would load at these two places and then they would go out to sea to the estuary, the Barrow, what we call the Barrow Deeps, and then they would they would dump and then they would come back empty. Um, but what I will say about those ships, and I've been on board them, they were spotless. They were honestly spotless. For what they were carrying, you wouldn't have known that that's what they were carrying. So we, I've heard the name, um, yeah, besides vegetables, bovril boats, but I've never heard them say marmalade boats. Yeah, marmalade boats, yeah. That's yeah. a new one, yeah. a new bit of information, that's yeah. great. Do you know why marmalade? No, well, why bovril? <laughs> <laughs> why bovril? Um, we all sticky fingers. Yeah, <laughs> not and then we didn't. That's interesting, yeah, to, for us to know, though, that we might imagine that, yeah, working mm. on those vessels would be, yeah, mm. very stinky job. No, but actually, no, 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 it wasn't, no, no, well, not at all. They mm. were spotless, yeah. Um, In my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not when we look no, back No, not when you look back to the older <laughs> ones. They may be, I mean, the, the, the ones that I remember were relatively new ships, you know, but um, what the fleet of ships were before that, they may have been a bit, bit more spotless. Well, I'm sure they would have been. And then at one time we had smells from the Thames, my mum used to say. And that, that I think that got a bit worrisome, that did. It used to stink. Yeah, I can remember those smells. <laughs> do you know what the It's when the wind mm. was in this way. So what do you know what the smells might have been from the 
from the water? Well, we presumed, um, we, we just presumed it was sewage being let into the Thames mm. them days. I can't remember. All I can remember, it was smelly, but really, apart from that, it didn't really trouble me. I mean, say, it didn't affect my health or anything. Just part of life. <laughs> and at times, at time, when the tide's out, definitely, it would absolutely reek. Or it would be It would be Wednesday, but you get used to it all. And the smell. The smell was horrendous. It, you know, when um, the tide was out. We had a group of, um, we had some training, people doing some training in here yesterday. And a woman came up to me, a really lovely woman, she said to me that she used to work at Gascoigne School as a PA. And she said, I, she came and she said, this is, you don't have to answer this question. She said, it's a very, it's quite a rude question. Um, you know, it might be, an, she said, do you still get the smell here? You know, because there used to be an awful smell that used to come over to us at Gascoigne, and I was like, no, we don't actually. The smell hasn't been here. And she, what she made me realise was that the stink, that awful smell, had not been, I had not experienced for at least two years, I would say. I think it's, it was just, the river was rotten. But we used to say, oh, my God. You know, we'd actually called it the river's up. We used to say, oh, my God, the river's up. We thought it was probably raw sewage that had come up from the sewage works, Pecton. While you were um, still living in Creeksmouth then, sort of in reference to smells, what other ones would you have smelt besides now? What do you remember? Pecton sewage. They're the ones I remember mostly. They were awful and they followed us to Thames View up into our teens and our 20s and 30s. And every time the sewage and Beckton was let out, so the smell just came over Thames View. And I think someone once described it as chewable. <laughs> it was so awful, it really was. You had to walk along with a handkerchief over your mouth. It got so bad at times. It really was bad. On the river though, there was always a smell. The river from Brentford to Tilbury um, smelled, the background smell was always of sewage um, because of the, the outfall works um, at, um, at Barking and at Crossness over on the other side of the river, um, as well as the various industrial uh, pollutants. So I don't think there was any particular cargo that um, had a, a special aroma, but the aroma of the river was 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 absolutely unmistakable and as I say ubiquitous to the um, to the experience of being there. And they used to wash it down with tea and all sorts of things to get rid of the smell. Because once you're on the tug, the smell of the um, the diesel um, then blotted out the smell of the river. Um, none of which except desperately pleasant, I'd have to say. Um, because of the nature of the tidal Thames. One of the problems Barking had, particularly with the river roading, is that sewage would wash up. It got, gets as far as the town quay where the lock is. Um, much worse problem in the 19th century than in the 20th century, but was still a problem. Um, and uh, although um, Sir Joseph Bazalgette, the person who built the outfall, a brilliant bit of public health engineering for the rest of London, poor old Barking suffers because it's all downloaded and outloaded into the river there. Um, uh, just by Barking Creek and it's only been in the most recent years that um, the, um, that smell has disappeared 
But even as a teenager living at the other end of Barking by then, you know, there were days when that's what you could smell. Um, so I'm now talking about the 70s, um, where the, you know, you, you, you couldn't get away from the, um, that aroma. I wondered whether they just hadn't built enough sewers on the Lefley estate, which is where we moved to when I was 17. But I don't think it was that. I think it was the more, um, as I say, the ubiquitous uh, smell. You mentioned the roading and the smell. Uh-huh. What, can you describe the smell to me? Well, it's an extraordinary cocktail uh, of industrial pollutants of various kinds in the atmosphere and um, sewage um, and it was a smell that, that varied of course according to whether the factories were working and what the tide was doing um, but it was um, ubiquitous really um, particularly as you got close to the river um, not so bad if you were a few hundred yards away but close to the river it was pretty uh, foul um, and of course extremely dangerous if you fell in it you're, you're, you know, you're as likely to be poisoned as you were to be drowned um, it was uh, not a clean river at all in those days. Quite different now, it's beautifully clean. There's salmon and seals and all sorts of things. But um, in, even in the 1950s, it was pretty filthy. It wasn't a leisure environment. Um, there were places you could get down to, I suppose, but even the kids I knew uh, didn't do that. It was a bit just too difficult. Um, the fam most famous um, example, of course, of people poisoned was, was the... Um, the disaster that happened in um, Barking Reach in the 1870s uh, when the pleasure cruiser, the Princess Alice, which was bringing back day trippers from Margate, uh, was in collision with a collier, I think, and sank. And most of the deaths were caused by poisoning. And that's, of course, because it sank almost opposite the northern outfall and southern outfall sewer uh, sewers. Um, and the, um, the water was absolutely lethal. Today, we're going to look at something that really isn't that nice at all. Sewage. What is sewage? Does anyone know what, can anyone describe what sewage is? Yes. It's when you go to the toilet and you flush it, and the stuff that you did goes down that little hole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right, yes. Yes, we're going to talk about sewage and the history of barking and how that relates because if I explain, I've got some pictures here. When in the olden days, in the 1800s, up to the mid-1800s, um, London didn't really have proper sewers. That meant that every time people went to the toilet, they, that hole that you mentioned didn't exist. People would just, there'd just be a lot of stinky... Stuff everywhere. Let's just put it that way. In a bush, in the street, on a, on the roof, everywhere. Not nice. And then there was a thing. There was one year where there was so much smelly sewage and poo and horrible things in the city because there were so many people in the city making so much mess that there was a one summer called the Great Stink. Has anyone heard of that? No. Yeah. The Great Stink. So the Great Stink was a time in history when it was so smelly to live in London and around London that, that people couldn't even breathe. They couldn't even see it was so smelly. The air was thick with stink. So one man, 
design created and commissioned the London sewer system, which allowed all of the poo and all the stinky things to be flushed away safely into the river. Well, that was the plan. And there was this thing, that one, one big pipe called the Northern Outfall. But there was one problem. First of all, do you know, what can you guess where this outfall was? Barking. Yes, it was. So, the people of Barking got a very nasty shot. And the other thing is, the, the poo and weed didn't really wash away in the sea like they planned. It actually came back into Barking and into the river, the Barking Creek River. So you can imagine, it was quite stinky. Do you know what else happens when all of that sewage builds up? It's not just smelly. It's also... Go on. It also pollutes the air. It pollutes the air and it pollutes the water and it means that it makes it unhygienic. So people would get sick. They would get something called cholera. Dead cats. Oh. Dead rats. Oh. Dead... What else? Dead fish. Dead pigs. Bugs. It was what they call monster soup because it was so full of gross things and lurgies. Only thing I do remember though is about the rats that come up from the river. We used to have um, a dog that used to catch them and the men used to sort of make a game of it. I mean it's something you don't want in your homes and therefore they had to be caught and, but living by the river that it was just constant and I just remember as I'm said a while ago, the Law's yard, the fence, was just over the corner from our cottages. And I remember one of the rats being killed and someone just picked up by the town and just threw it over the fence. <laughs> I don't know how high it was on the other side or whether anybody actually used that part of the yard, but that corner must have been getting quite deep with vermin. <laughs> it was quite horrible, you know, the way they used to catch them sometimes. Really, I say, and it's a smelly river as well. You know, not just sewage, but the river itself used to have a stench of its own until the government said it had to be all cleaned up, and which it is now. It's quite nice now. You get livestock in it, as it were, um, fishes and dolphins. And if it wasn't any good, they wouldn't be there anymore. Thanks for listening to this episode of Scented Stories. Produced by Thames Festival Trust in partnership with Valence House Museum in Dagenham and made possible by the generous support of the National Lottery Heritage Fund. Sound editing production is by Brighton Digital Media and thanks to all our featured interviewees Jackie Goosetree, Bob Prentice, Professor Mike Kelly, Barbara Wilmot, Maria Williams, Avril Miller, Carol Pluckrose, Alice Ruby and the women of Thamesview Library and Year 4 of Monteagle Primary School. Interviews were conducted by Katie Hodges, Bill Onwusa, Ian Jones, Helen Wintschool, Felicity Hawksley, Jamie Cho, Nikki Shale and Joe Cook. If you've enjoyed hearing these extracts, you can hear more episodes alongside the full oral history interviews and archive photos on our website at Thames Festival. The Barking Stink Project is supported by Arts Council England, Port of London Authority and Mayor of London.